0: Welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. Crunching the numbers, the renewable identification numbers on green fuel. I'm your host, John Davis. One of the issues with the current renewable fuel standard and the new RFS-2 under consideration by the EPA is the tracking and accountability of renewable fuels. Each and every gallon will have to have renewable identification numbers, better known as RINs, issued by the EPA to refiners, blenders, and importers that produce or import gasoline for U.S. consumption and are subject to a renewable volume obligation. That way, the agency will be able to track and verify those fuels are truly green and the EPA can measure the amount of renewable energy being used. The government is moving to put in its Moderated Transaction System, or EMTS, while the state of California is also launching its first version of a measurement system. John Wyrick with the EPA's Office of Transportation and Air Quality told attendees of the recent second annual RIN World Summit in Dallas that this precise bookkeeping will become even more important as the country gets closer to the 36 billion gallon renewable fuel standard by the year 2022. Underneath all of everything, the, the RIN is
1: basically going to stay the same um, the appearance and the way we deal with it will be changed through EMTS, uh, but the RIN will remain the credit um, and the currency for this, co- this compliance program. The RINs must be transferred along with renewable fuel through the distribution system. Um, that means there's record keeping and reporting requirements that go along with that. It's still based on RIN ownership. We're not getting into ownership and custody of the volume of renewable fuel. So obligated parties, the refiners, the producers of gasoline and diesel, um, we're we're going to include diesel now. We're adding diesel to the to the mix, and we're also including non-road fuels. Um, so that that's where the obligated parties are are
0: growing, um, but these parties must have a sufficient number of rents to demonstrate that they meet compliance. And Wyrex sees another issue in what is called the ethanol blend wall, with the only accepted ethanol blends right now at 10 percent or E10 or 85 percent E85 ethanol.
1: So basically the gasoline standards come up to a, a blend wall issue where the amount of ethanol that's required to be blended into gasoline needs needs volume of gasoline to be blended into. Um, and at E10, that'll become saturated, so there has to be other outlets for, for the, the ethanol. Um, and really, the only one right now is E85. So we're looking at the E10. It's been said that the E10 um, threshold is a blend wall that... Uh, there's there's nowhere else potentially to put ethanol beyond that. Um, we received a petition from Growth Energy in March of this year requesting to waive the uh the E10 requirement and and set it at E15 so to allow a mid-level blend up to 15% ethanol. The comment period closed in July. We had an open public comment process. We received over 78,000 comments on that one. Um <laughs> And EPA, by law, needs to
0: make a decision um, by December 1st. Wyrick also believes there most likely will need to be more blend walls that will have to be broken in the future. His colleague at the EPA, Irv Pickle, with the Office of Enforcement Compliance Insurance, is watching out for bad RINs out there that would have a domino effect.
2: And everybody is liable for those invalid RINs. You're all, you're all going to have to change your record keeping. You're going to all have to go out and find it. If, you, if you've now sold that invalid rent to the next guy, you've got to give him a valid one as part of your remedial effort on the violation, et cetera. Or you don't have to, but your penalty will go up if you, if you don't work with us and, and your other customers to try to remedy these violations.
0: Pickle says most of the problems with the RINs in RFS-1 and what they expect to see in the next standard have been unregistered users generating invalid numbers, duplicates, and even some fraud out there. But he says mostly it's been honest mistakes, and the agency doesn't want to punish those who have had problems and even self-reported to the EPA. We have many folks
2: have self-reported their errors or, or errors of folks who sold them bad RINs or or even the errors of of the downstream people from them. And we appreciate that. Um, It's overwhelmed us, but we appreciate the fact that folks are trying to figure it out and do the right thing. And that appreciation will be reflected, I'm sure, in the the nature Mm -hmm. of any enforcement action um, against the folks who saw an error, tried to fix it, wanted to know what they could do to remedy the violation in some way, shape, or form. It's still a violation, but, you know, what can we do? Can we supply Joe with, here's some good RINs I have, can I give Joe those RINs to make up for the fact I gave him 10 bad ones?
0: Pickle stresses that the EPA will have to be less and less forgiving of these kinds of problems in the future. wyrick says the EPA is expanding the fuels that will qualify for RINs. Right now, only have one and two for um, basically conventional
1: renewable fuel uh, and biodiesel has a one, and then cellulosic is a two, I believe. Um, we're looking at having four to, with the four requirements. Um, but you can see with the allowable decodes for renewable fuel, which is the lowest level, the conventional corn ethanol, um, any RINs from the higher categories, uh, one, two, and three, can be used to meet compliance. Um, and as you go up the chain, um, Advanced, you can use cellulosic or biomass-based diesel RINs to meet the requirement for advanced. Um, but for cellulosic, biofuel, and biomass-based diesel, uh, you can only use the specific RINs from those categories. So there's a little bit of nesting, a little bit of crossover that goes to play there um, with the highest standards of
0: cellulosic, biofuel, and biomass-based diesel um, having their own set that's, that's unique. Andy says proper RINs will be dependent on the three R's, registration, record-keeping, and reporting.
1: Registration, um, given the requirements on feedstocks, um, we need to know more about the producers. So registration is no longer sufficient um, from our RFS-1 implementation. We're actually changing that pretty, pretty heavily for RFS-2 uh, to capture more information. Um, the proposal... Uh, proposed a new registration process for all renewable fuel producers. So um, they have the highest burden as far as registration goes, but I would encourage anybody who's registered to look at the new registration requirements um, and update information because the new system um, is going to support the functionality of the RFS-2 program. Record-keeping is the uh, where the real weight of the program is. Um, if you've had the opportunity to talk to IRV, um, he wants to see the records. He, you know, the reports are part of the record-keeping requirement. Um, it, the reports are not the record-keeping. So um, RFS2 program will continue to be supplemented by record-keeping. Um, there's still going to be a test requirements. Uh, product transfer documents will still be required. Um, and renewable producers, in generators, um, are going to need to keep records to show that their feedstocks qualify. Um, so some of the changes that we're trying to implement will hopefully make record keeping easier but it's it's not going to be replaced by our new reporting system under reporting we're going to introduce a new method of reporting EMTS EPA moderated transaction system it's um, a closed EPA managed system that really provides for um, screening and tracking of the RIN itself the RIN the 38 digit RIN has been um, I think a problem for most folks involved and um, that's why EMTS is, is growing out of this. Um, EMTS will not provide matchmaking. Uh, it's basically an accounting system, so buyers and
0: sellers will still have to get together on their own. Both men say the Renewable Identification Numbers system will only work if there is close cooperation between the EPA and the green fuel industries. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Cast, the official podcast of domesticfuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.